Steeler Nation, it's Jeremy Betts with you for another episode of the Steelers Fantasy Football Fix. Wow, what a week for Steelers fans as we just saw the, uh, by, for all intents and purposes and by all accounts, the last home hurrah for Ben Roethlisberger, our Steelers quarterback since t- 2004. What a ride it's been. What an ending in Heinz Field to go out on with a huge win and uh, just a, a solid team victory and, and a chance for Roethlisberger to really soak it in, kneel the ball to end the game, uh, watch his rookie running back take home uh, a touchdown run <clears throat> Excuse me, to seal the deal uh, for the Steelers and for a couple of my fantasy teams as well. Humble brag there. Uh but, wow, what a game uh, to see that happen, to see it go down. Um, I got to watch it on uh, TV like most of you probably did. For any who got to go to that game, I am very jealous. I'm going to get to go to uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh in Baltimore this coming week, so I'm excited to see that last game from Ben Roethlisberger. It's going to be fun. If anybody is there at the game, hit me up on Twitter at thebets 93 Let me know if you're going to be there and maybe we can meet up. Uh, But just to know that you guys are going to the game too would be really neat to see uh, how many listeners are going to be able to make it there. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's been a great week. I've enjoyed uh, week 17 of football. Moving on to week 18 in fantasy. Most of you are probably not playing any meaningful fantasy football this week. Um, For those rare uh, leagues that do play on uh, the final week of the season. Good luck to you. There's so many uh, variables that go into it. Uh, we even saw in week 17, the Browns being eliminated, they did not play Nick Chubb as much as they probably would have if they were still mathematically in the hunt for a playoff spot. And, uh, you know, it it changes up your strategy. It changes up who's going to be available to play. Um, I am in one league where it does finish up uh, on week 18, and uh, we'll see how that goes. I've never done it before, um, but the uh, I'm not the manager of it. Somebody else is, and we are playing meaningful fantasy football, and I'm in the championship matchup this week, uh, and I'm not sure what to do. There's a lot of a lot of variables out there. There are some consistencies, teams that have something to play for, which would be um, heavy fantasy football team or fantasy contributors like the Chargers and even the Steelers. Um, they have th- things to play for. Baltimore has something to play for. Uh, we'll see if Lamar Jackson gets back on the out on the field. But there's uh, some guys on that team that uh, have things to play for. Seeding is still a big deal in the AFC. Kansas City, Tennessee. Uh, even uh, Cincinnati, they're going to want uh, a shot at that one seed to get that uh, home field advantage. So if that's a, a possibility, you might see some teams go for it. But just keep an eye across the board on all of the positions and teams uh, to make sure that you know whether or not your starters are actually going to be playing meaningful snaps. And keep an eye on those waivers, too, to see if maybe their backups will get big roles on Week 18 for, say, a guy like Nick Chubb, um, maybe you've got uh, Jarenis Johnson, who could have a big game if Chubb does indeed sit. We can uh, keep an eye on that as we get closer. 
Uh, for this episode, though, since the uh, main fantasy football season is over, congrats to any of you who won championships. I have uh, I have won uh, two of four, uh, and I'm still waiting on the uh, third one to – or, yeah, I'm still waiting on the one that is finishing up this next week, week 18, uh, to see if I win that one as well. But I am down – in the two-week championship battle by 20 points. I'm going to need a big week. And uh, if I can get it, then uh, I will be three out of four on championships and, uh, you know, four out of eight leagues in the championship game. I'm pretty happy with that. So, um, But let's jump into just some reminiscings about 2021, some things uh, from a Steelers perspective that maybe were unexpected or uh, maybe were exactly what we thought. We'll we'll take a look, but I, I think – now, for the most part, we're going to see some unexpected um, things that happened in 2021 uh, that were good surprises and one that was not a very good surprise as well. Let's jump right into it. Uh, number one, I've got Najee's early star turn. Man, to be a borderline first-round pick as a rookie, uh, as a starter, you know, or for starters, you know that he's going to be a dynamic player that gets to touch the ball a lot. And that's exactly what we saw, only it was at a level that I don't think many of us were expecting. Otherwise, we would have made him a top priority in the early parts of the draft. And uh, he ended Week 17 as the third-ranked PPR running back with 291 points behind only Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler. And he has a chance to um, go even higher if uh, Austin Eckler... um, is limited in some capacity in this game this week, or uh, maybe he doesn't play as well. Um, again, the Chargers have something to play for, so you should see a full Austin Eckler game. But in any case, Najee Harris is running hard. You could see him jump into the uh, second spot. But number three overall, uh, PPR running back, that is that's money, folks, for those of you who drafted him in the second round for sure. And the back end of the first round, to get a top three running back, that's that's exactly the kind of value you're looking for at the end of the first round. He's currently fourth in the league in rushing, and get this, uh, second in the league behind Jonathan Taylor, who is running away with the rushing title this year, is uh, Joe Mixon, and then in third is Nick Chubb, and uh, they are both only, or they are, Najee Harris is within 30 yards of surpassing both of those guys for uh, second on the on the league rushing list. And if either of those guys are limited or um, not going to see action this weekend, then you could see Najee Harris being the number two running back as far as rushing yards go in the entire NFL in 2021. And that is huge. That's amazing. That's a big deal for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I know it doesn't show up in the team rushing stats that much, but for Najee Harris to bring in that, uh, Le'Veon Bell style workload and succeed and stay healthy was huge for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he has 296 rushes for 1,172 yards and seven touchdowns on the ground as we sit here today, and also 70 receptions on 90 targets for 440 yards and three touchdowns. So 10 total touchdowns on the year and over 1,600 all-purpose yards. That is fantastic 
results from your rookie running back, your superstar running back, Najee Harris. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is with the turnstile offensive line that we have had all year. Just wait until we see what this guy can do with a decent offensive line. I am so excited about that for 2022. That might be the most ex- the thing I'm most excited about for um, the upcoming season in 2022. Uh, the second thing that I wanted to uh, just kind of th- you know think about for t- from 2021 is Deontay Johnson's breakout. Man, the guy has been just a target monster. Uh, for fantasy purposes, he ended or he's uh, currently the wide receiver eight in PPR leagues with 262 total points, and he's uh, ninth in receiving yards in the NFL uh, out of everybody. That's a top ten wide receiver, ladies and gentlemen. That's a your true wide receiver one for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, we were asking who's going to be that wide receiver one this year. Is it going to be Chase Claypool? Is he going to have a breakout? Um, because the talent's obviously there. Is it going to be Deontay? Because the route running ability and the um, just the ability to get open and the yak ability after the catch is the best on the team. Or would it be Juju? Would he jump back into uh, his role as the Steelers' number one guy? And uh, Juju got hurt. Claypool had an off year. Deontay Johnson stepped up as the Steelers' true wide receiver one. And uh, he's deserving of a new contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers, in my opinion. I think that he might get that coming up. So a big breakout year from Deontay Johnson, over a thousand yards, receiving already with a game to play, eight touchdowns. That's that's a huge season, over a hundred catches. Um, that's exactly what you want out of your wide receiver one. Number three, Chase Claypool's sophomore slump. This is the one that. I was ex- I was really expecting Chase Claypool to really build off of his big rookie season, uh, especially in the scoring department, and uh, take the next step and possibly be one of the better wide receivers in the entire league going in or by the end of the year. And instead, we saw Deontay Johnson take that step, and Chase Claypool kind of take a step back. One receiving touchdown on the year, folks. That is, uh, it's eight less than he had in the entirety of the 2020 season and he never got in rhythm. Uh, he did not benefit from uh, Ben Roethlisberger's uh, inability to uh, stand in the pocket and take high quality shots downfield. Uh, almost every uh, downfield shot that Roethlisberger connected to with Claypool was a 50, 50 ball that Claypool just happened to come down with. And, uh, I don't know if that's Claypool's strength, 50-50 balls. I think his strength is to run by people, catch the ball, and can t- keep running. Um, he can do the 50-50 ball, but it's not his forte. Uh, there are guys who are more natural talents at it. Um, for fantasy purposes, he finished as PPR wide receiver 41. That is uh, a big drop-off from a top 25 performance last year. And uh, I think that you will see some growth out of Claypool in the offseason. I think he's going to need to grow uh, in maturity and uh, in his ability to run different routes and be a bigger part of the offense. Um, I hope that's the case because he's got all the talent in the world and uh, it needs to start showing here soon. And I think his third year in the league – uh, could really bring that about. But for this year, it was a sophomore slump that we saw out of Claypool. Not a great showing from 
the talented target out of Notre Dame. And then number four, I think partially contributed to Claypool's sophomore slump, and that was the rise of Pat Fryermuth, especially as a red zone weapon. Uh, Roethlisberger looked his way in the red zone very often, especially in the middle portion of the season. Um, Fryermuth was a huge weapon there. They've kind of gotten away from him in the latter portion of the year, uh, especially down in the red area, but his ability to get open, his ability to make the contested catch in the end zone is a huge part of his game, and it did take away from Chase Claypool's uh, red zone production that made him such a dangerous weapon down there uh, last year. So Pat Fryermuth is is a huge part of this offense moving forward, especially next year when it's looking like there's going to be a new quarterback in Pittsburgh, a new man under center. He's going to want to have that security blanket, and uh, Pat Fryermuth uh, could end up being one of the best in the league to do it in uh, his second year I believe as Mike Tomlin says he's going to look for an extensive jump in ability um, mental capacity the ability to uh, understand and dictate the flow of the game as a player as opposed to have it being dictated to him you're going to see a lot of growth in that area from Pat Fryermuth and uh, he's going to be a huge part of the offense moving forward but in his Breakout rookie year for a tight end, 54 catches, 444 yards, and seven touchdowns, all of those coming in the red zone. Um, He led the league for a large portion of the year in red zone targets, and uh, he finished as a tight end 14 in PPR leagues after not having a really big role in the early portion of the year behind Eric Ebron um, in the Steelers passing game. But he's going to be a top weapon for the 2022 Pittsburgh Steelers. And whoever's under center is going to really like having his sure hands and ability to get open in the seams uh, as a security blanket for uh, starting a new career or a new chapter of his career, depending on which direction they go in the draft or free agency at quarterback. But I think you're going to see Pat Fryermuth become a big part of that moving forward. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to look at some way too early rankings for 2022, some position rankings. We'll go through the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends, give you my top five guys for 2022, and uh, just have some fun with that before we sign off. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Woo! 
Welcome back to the Steelers Fantasy Football Fix. We're going to look at some 2022 way too early rankings. But before I do that, I just wanted to thank Jeff Hartman and uh, Brian Anthony Davis and all the guys at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for welcoming me to the BTSC family as a podcaster and uh, also allowing me to uh, write, uh, co-write with uh, Andrew Wilbar and an article, a weekly start and sit article on the website. Um, with the fantasy season winding down, you're going to see uh, some different uh, directions uh, for me as a podcaster for um, Behind the Steel Curtain, and uh, I'm hoping to also be able to continue contributing on the website. But uh, we'll keep you posted on that. Um, all the guys at BTSC were working hard to provide uh, some great off-season content as that approaches. So uh, just keep uh, that in mind and stay connected for updates on the direction that will be going and uh, what other podcasts I might be able to be a part of as we move into the off-season. Uh, you can always follow me on Twitter at thebets 93 T-H-E-B-E-T-Z-9-3. I'll post updates there as well as I get them for what my off-season schedule will look like for BTSC. As always, go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all of your Steelers news and information. And uh, if you're a diehard Steelers fan, it's the place for you. 2022 way too early rankings at quarterback. Number one. He's the number one guy this year, too. It's Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills. He's a stud. He's a fantasy stud. The rushing floor gives him a a huge jump start, and uh, his passing numbers are off the charts. It's a pass-first offense. It will remain a pass-first offense as long as the current regime is in place and uh, Josh Allen is there. So you can lock him in as your top quarterback for the 2022 uh, fantasy football season. Number two, I have Patrick Mahomes. The talent's there. The offensive style is there. He doesn't provide the rushing floor that uh, Josh Allen does, although he does provide a little bit more than some. But his passing ability, his ability to throw for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns is why you put uh, Patrick Mahomes in the top five uh, of your quarterback rankings. Number three, Justin Herbert, who had a great year. I believe he's actually number three behind uh, Josh Allen and Tom Brady in fantasy points and just above Patrick Mahomes, who had a rough skid in the middle of the season. Justin Herbert comes in at number three for me, the uh, up-and-comer in uh, Los Angeles. Excuse me, couldn't think there for a second. Um, But in Los Angeles, he's going to be good for a long, long time. Uh, He is my Dynasty League quarterback as well, and I was um, super happy to be able to get him and lock him in on my Dynasty League for a long time. Number four, this one has a little bit of uh, a little bit of up in the airness, if you will. I'm not sure how to say it, I guess, but depending on where he ends up, if it's back in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is easily a top five quarterback for me in fantasy. If it's somewhere else, we might have to take a look at that. What are his weapons? Um, what is the team surrounding him? But Aaron Rodgers, uh, I have ranked at number four right now, and uh, that could change a little bit based on uh, where he's playing football, if he's playing football, in 2022. Number five for me is Lamar Jackson, and it's just because he can run so well. He's so dynamic on the ground, and uh, he provides the highest rushing floor of any quarterback 
but also the biggest fluctuation in passing floor of any quarterback. So uh, top five because of the running ability, because you get more points for rushing touchdowns, you get more points for rushing yards than you do passing yards. Um, Lamar Jackson remains a top five fantasy quarterback if he can come back healthy for the 2022 season. At running back, I like Derrick Henry. Got hurt. He's coming back, though, for maybe the playoffs, it looks like. And uh, if he can stay healthy through that, you're looking at him being the top guy. He's going to get the most touches uh, of all running backs. He's one of the most dynamic. And, uh, man, he finished, or currently after week 17, he is the 17th ranked fantasy running back in PPR leagues, and he hasn't played since week 8. That is incredible. So uh, Derrick Henry is my number one fantasy running back for 2022. Number two, Jonathan Taylor. Man, what a huge year from him. I didn't like the situation there at first in the beginning of the season. I do not have any shares of Jonathan Taylor in all of my eight fantasy leagues, and that is bad on me. Did not see that coming. I thought he would be in more of a timeshare than even a guy like DeAndre Swift. Uh you know, and, and so this breakout has been totally unexpected, but Jonathan Taylor uh, is a phenom, a beast, and he resides at the number two spot in my rankings for 2022. Number three, and this excites me so much, it's Najee Harris. The offensive line is going to improve. He might end up being the best of the lot by the time things are all said and done, but Najee Harris is my number three uh, running back, especially for PPR leagues where you get the uh, receiving production as well, um, the catch production. Najee Harris ranks right up there with the best of them. Austin Eckler, the guy just above Najee Harris in the current fantasy football standings, I like him just a little less than Harris because he's a smaller back. He is in a heavier pass offense. Uh, so Eckler still makes my top five. Fantastic fantasy running back. But uh, I put him just below Najee Harris because of the style of offense he plays in. And then number five, Alvin Kamara. They use him as their main offensive weapon and in so many different ways. And most of the time, his his receiving production outweighs his rushing production as far as fantasy performances go. But number five is Alvin Kamara. I think they'll fix the quarterback situation there over the offseason. And you'll see a much improved Alvin Kamara for 2022. And then at wide receiver, I've got five guys here. I've got Cooper Cup, who just jumped his way to the very top of the fantasy football list. You can't put him anywhere else for 2022 because the guy is lapping the field in fantasy points and all types of production. Even guys like Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson, who you would have thought would be the guys who are more likely to take that crown, uh, but it's just Cooper Cup and it's nobody else. He's the number one wide receiver. The situation in uh, L.A. for him should not change. Matt Stafford will be his quarterback, and Oda Beckham Jr. should be his uh, running mate for several more seasons. The offense is built around him in the passing game. Cooper Cup is my number one wide receiver going into 2022. Part of that also comes uh, from the fact that my number two guy is Devontae Adams. And uh, again, the Aaron Rodgers situation is up in the air. Devontae Adams situation is up in the air. They're both uh, free agents after this year. Um, Rodgers, if he wants to be, uh, and Devontae Adams for sure. But his production is so good. He is the most talented wide receiver in the NFL, in my opinion, as far, right now. He just does everything so well. A great route runner, a physical 
combatant at the catch point and a yak monster. Devontae Adams is number two for me. And he's number two right now in 2021 fantasy football as well for PPR leagues. Justin Jefferson, Minnesota Vikings, uh, a guy from LSU. There's another LSU guy on this list coming up at number five, but uh, Justin Jefferson makes my top three, uh, followed by Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs. A little bit of an off year for him, if you want to call it that, but he's still a highly productive fantasy wide receiver, a little more inconsistent than some of these other guys, but his booms are big booms, uh, and his busts are you know mediocre busts. So uh, I think you've got to give Tyreek Hill and his connection with Patrick Mahomes a little bit of a bump over a guy who's had a fantastic rookie year, Jamar Chase, probably the offensive rookie of the year, and for good reason. Uh, Najee Harris has been phenomenal, but Jamar Chase has been epic uh, at wide receiver for the Bengals. Uh, a huge, huge pickup and, um, you know, a, a building block for that offense, kind of like A.J. Green was uh, back in the day uh, for this team for years to come. I like Jamar Chase rounding out my top five four wide receivers in 2022. And then at tight end, even though he has is not currently in first place uh, at the tight end position for fantasy football in 2021, Travis Kelsey climbs back to the top for me. Uh, his usage is second to none. His talent is second to none. And uh, just the way they use him is incredible for fantasy football so travis kelsey is tight end one for me in 2022 followed by mark andrews who's had a huge year he is tight end one in 2021 ppr leagues but uh i like him a little bit less than kelsey still like him a lot um he has been heavily relied on by the backups in baltimore and uh you should see him continue to be a huge part of that offense as their top pass catching option moving forward Darren Waller comes in at number three for me just because of the talent and the physical traits that he possesses. He is easily the most athletic of all of the tight ends on this list. And uh, if he can put together a healthy season, watch out. He could be the tight end one uh, after 2022. But he comes in at number three for me, followed by old reliable George Kittle. Had a little bit of problems with injuries in the middle of the year again, but he came back strong. He was one of the reasons I uh, pushed through in one of my uh, fantasy football leagues to the championship round. And although he didn't really give me much in the championship round, he did get me there uh, partially with his incredible performances down the stretch. George Kittle, number four. And then rookie Kyle Pitts, who will be going into his second year for the Atlanta Falcons as their top receiving option with uh, the Calvin Ridley situation still up in the air for 2022. Kyle Pitts really showed that although it's not flashy for him necessarily, he is a dynamic athlete at the tight end position, finished top five in uh, fantasy points so far in 2021, and I would expect him to be a top five option at the position for 2022 as well. I hope that was a little bit of fun for you. Sorry this podcast is a little bit longer than some of the others have been, but I wanted to get into some of that just lighthearted and fun for the uh, last week of the regular season. It's been a wild ride, Steelers fans. It's been a good ride. There have been so many ups, so many downs, but I think we can all agree that sending off Ben Roethlisberger in style 
at Heinz Field was the highlight of the season no matter what happens in week 18, no matter if we make the playoffs or make a run or not. For me, it's the highlight. I would love to see Roethlisberger get another crack at the playoffs and a Super Bowl chance there. But as unlikely as it is, I am really hanging my hat on the Steelers' big win in Pittsburgh for the Heinz Field home send-off for Ben Roethlisberger. Hope you had a, a great time enjoying that game as well. Hope you have a great week, a great Wednesday. Work hard. Looking forward to the weekend when we can see our Steelers play. And again, I like I said, I'll be in Baltimore with my brother and my parents, and we will get to watch Steelers-Ravens and see Ben Roethlisberger's potential final game in a Steelers uniform. Definitely final regular season game. Uh, barring some crazy circumstances where he comes back, but I don't think that's going to happen, and neither does he, by all appearances. Anyway, that does it for me. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 